Motocross. This is the Freestyle Motocross news update version. I'm Steve Sommerfeld, your host for this podcast, and it's awesome to have you back. There's been so much going on since the last FMX update. My head's been spinning. I haven't actually really had a chance to do an awful lot other than work, and that was never really my goal in life. <laughs> my goal was more about just riding, and that's about it, but work seems to have definitely taken over a lot lately. But I'm really stoked on the future of the sport right now, even if there's plenty of doom and gloom going around at the moment, and it sucks for the riders that there are no events, and it sucks for the fans that we have to wait another year to see our favourite riders come to a town near us. And there are, of course, many, many, many more problems in the world. But in the middle of all this, perhaps it's a time for everyone to finally take a deep breath and see where we're all heading. I know a lot of people thought this was going to be over sooner rather than later, but I just don't see that happening. But yeah, I think now maybe everyone's starting to get the idea. Okay, let's just take a step back. We've got the time off. What's freestyle going to look like in the future? And there's so much going on. We've got riders coming out of retirement, cool new social media freestyle competitions, which sounds crazy, but it worked really well. And there's new content, of course, that you should be catching up on. And there's more updates to video games that you can play at the same time. I've been really flat out and I'm so lucky to be in the position I am at Night of the Jumps at the World Championships and talking to a whole bunch of riders um, and seeing where their future lies, where I think the future of freestyle lies and, and trying to see how do we bring this all together. And it's so good to have some like-minded individuals out there wanting to change and push the sport. So I did say coming out of retirement at the start, there's a couple of riders um, that I'll talk about in a second. And I'm just waiting actually for Johnny Farnham himself, Matt Shubring to come out from maybe seventh retirement for that one last show. But speaking of an old man, for my birthday giveaway, I spoke about it quickly in the last uh, podcast episode with Fungi, but I'm so pumped to have this nice big delivery of Tannen Zepfler beers from the Rothaus Brewery in Germany. And they even sent out a fair or a few mini kegs, some special trophy glasses, they call them, and some warming neck gaiters for the European winter and the Northern Hemisphere winter. Um, so I have a little giveaway on Instagram going right now. So if you haven't checked it out, jump on there. I won't bog you down too much in the details on here, but it's really simple. Basically, tag a friend who you would want to drink a mini keg's worth of Tannen Zepfler beer with. And follow our Instagram page, Riders Lounge Podcast. If you're not already on there, please jump on. And also the Rothaus page. So it's pretty simple. If you want a winner party delivered to your house, then this is how you do it. Actually, you need to organize the people and how many you're allowed wherever you live. But we'll deliver the beer at least. Yeah, actually, I might even put it in the show description from this podcast. So you'll be able to find it even easier. So coming out of retirement... This is huge news. Uh, you've probably maybe already seen this if you're following Instagram because I was pretty damn pumped. Dane Kinnaird from Australia, one of, well, one of the very first Aussies to really send it on the world stage. He was the combo king back before backflips were a thing. I saw this press release from Factory FMX uh, in Australia who have helped to hook him up with a Yamaha he looks like he's lined up to do a bunch of shows with Josh Burden, who's been around for donkey's years doing shows. 
And it's just awesome to see Dane back on the bike. He's already doing some pretty good looking tricks, actually. Looks like the style has not disappeared in all that time. And I can't wait to see what kind of combos we'll see out of Dane Kinnaird. So check that out. I'll put a link to his Instagram, actually, so you can just follow him and uh, see what he's up to. Because I remember back in the day, it's like, where did he go? Uh, the backflip came out. Dane Kinnaird and Luke Urich were kind of like the two biggest Aussies at the time. And they just disappeared. But Dane's back. That's freaking cool. Somebody else who's a little bit back but says he's not, it's Levi Sherwood. Probably, I don't know, the guy I would say is probably the most stylish in freestyle motocross, put it that way, for me. And he did a show last weekend in New Zealand, and I called bullshit that he's retired on one of Levi's messages. Levi replied and said it was only his second ride for 2020. So I was a little bit dumbfounded um, when this kind of knack 360 or whip flip or underflip style photo was there. Like it was, it was massive. It's probably the biggest looking, like I said, I don't know if it's a 360 or a whip flip or an underflip. It, it's kind of a mixture of all of them and a nice big knack uh, knack with it. So yeah, I kind of called bullshit. Um, and it was really good, actually, because a video came out. looks freaking awesome. And thanks to Clark Williams for calling it out that Levi will hopefully jump on an interview with me next week. So hopefully he's got time between making new carbon fiber parts or cooking up a new batch of the coolest looking swing arms for his KTM. And hopefully we can get him on the Riders Lounge podcast and see what he's been up to. And if that really was his second ride, because tricks were on par, like... He's, he's ready to come back and win comps, from what I saw. Um, actually, some really sad news before we get into the other stuff. This just came out uh, two days ago. Uh, it's the French Jetman who has been flying for the Dubai in the Jetman suit, which I'm sure you've seen so much footage before. Vince Raffet. Um, from France, he passed away on Tuesday during a training accident in the desert. Uh, not only is he one of the pioneers of the Jetman suit, he is a record-setting base jumper and skydiver and has accomplished so much crazy and cool stuff in his life. So my thoughts are with his family and friends and it just sucks that, um, that we've lost somebody so big in action sports doing what he loves all right so moving on into some a little bit better news there's the social media freestyle comp that i was talking about before it's the fmx knocked out and it was started by adam jones who's been sitting at home concocting all these different ideas what can we do in the middle of a pandemic and this is what he came up with and i love the idea i think it's a really cool thing that he's done and it seems that the freestyle fans have gotten behind it as well. So what he came up with was basically we're all sitting at home or the riders are generally sitting at home and still hopefully able to ride and practice. Um, and so he wanted a little bit of banter. So he called out David Ronaldo just as an example in his first video. Like, oh, I want to get guys out here and, you know, let's have a little competition between each other. Um on Instagram 
fans vote, simple as that. And so David Ronaldo went, yeah, that sounds awesome. All upright tricks. And unfortunately, Adam lost to David on that one, but it was definitely a tight competition. But it was so cool to see uh, the two guys doing live streams on their Instagram from home and then us as fans just judged on it. And they've now stepped it up. So Philip Podmol and Julian Van Stippen, or JVS is probably easier to say, they had their own different rules. So I think they had a landing trick in there, some backflips. They had to have some upright tricks. And that was really cool to see. Like, whoever calls out the other rider, they get to name the rules, basically. Like, Philip, I don't know who called out who. Whatever, doesn't matter. But basically, they can call out whatever rules and they make a video and see who wins. Um, Philip won his little section over JVS it was pretty damn close but Julian is looking like a really solid newcomer to freestyle so if you haven't heard of him he's a young guy from Belgium riding a lot actually with David Ronaldo um, so definitely keep your eyes peeled for him in the future actually speaking of FMX knocked out and battles and who you'd want to see I know Ryan Brown has called out Remy Bizwart, and I know there's no love lost between those two guys. So let's see if Ryan and Kenny will go head-to-head. I don't think Remy's replied to it yet. Um, let's see what happens. Uh, I'll chuck in the, the link as well for that one in the show notes because it's a pretty cool little thing that Adam Jones has come up with. And actually, if you haven't already heard... Uh, the podcast I did with Adam Jones, it was a couple of months ago now. Um, I will put that link in there as well. Go back in time, listen to it. It's not out of date, put it that way. They're evergreen episodes and we talked a lot about his history, but where he's going as well in the future. Stepping up into bigger social media circles, actually Sebastian Westberg or uh, Seb FMX has just released his new project. It's the fourth edition of the Moto versus Street Bike series with Nico Sarkinen. I, I probably butchered his name as well, but these two guys up in Finland have very long winters. They have a, lo- a lot of time on their hands to think about and dream about new videos. And so they've come up with their fourth video. So obviously Seb's on his... 450 getting around on his freestyle bike nico is on his road bike with some knobbly tires and they're just kind of riding through finland's best parts i guess and there's been a lot of views so this is the fourth video now i think it's already up to 100,000 views and it's only been released for a couple of days uh, i think the second video had like 10 million views the third video had 20 million views so seb is definitely up there in the social media circles and if you remember correctly he was actually the novelero who got through on the popular vote back in 2016 at red bull x fighters so if you were trying to pick the name sebastian westberg and you couldn't quite work out who it was that'll probably be the one that sort of triggers it He was the guy that turned up and surprised everybody and threw down a really good run at X-Fighters and it was all purely because of your votes, the fan vote that got him in there. And another big news actually from 
well, from somebody who just goes crazy, Harry Bink. So good old Binky, he's always flat out on social and it was really cool actually. The last, I think, week or two, he's released a couple of videos on YouTube with his new, I don't know what to call it, I think he's called it the Pluto Buddha. Maybe I heard that right, maybe I didn't, I've got a bad memory and that's only two weeks ago. Um, but he's got a new massive airbag and he's got this new massive ramp, which is the same ramp that Travis Pastrana did the double backflip 360 on. Harry's built it for his place down there on the Gold Coast. And I can imagine the main reason for building that ramp would be to send some triple backflips, obviously give Travis's double backy 360 a go, and then let's see. Let's see what Harry Bink can do. He has landed some unbelievable tricks over the years. Like, ah, oh, a ramp that big with so much airtime onto this huge airbag from Big Airbag. Uh, that's going to be ridiculous. And actually, the really cool part about the videos on YouTube, so check these out. He's kind of going through the build of the ramps and setting up the ramps and seeing this massive airbag which is basically replacing the foam pit it's huge it's so so big and i didn't actually appreciate really what goes inside of an airbag but you get to see all of it in harry's video so check that out it's pretty wild and he's got some footage of the first jumps onto it as well so yep jump on harry bink's youtube you will not regret it uh, I want to give a quick shout out actually to a young, another Aussie ripper, a young kid called Rye Hazel. He's only 13 years old. He's a young gun from Australia and he unfortunately broke both femurs uh, a few days ago, but I've been following him recently on Instagram and I'm stoked on his uh, progress, but it looks like I wasn't the only one stoked on him because as he's been laid up with two broken femurs, which must absolutely suck. Uh, he's been hooked up by dirt bike kids. So that's not too bad. That's, uh, that's a pretty big nod. Um, and hopefully he's part of this new generation of freestylers coming out. So there's nothing like having Twitch hooking you up. Um, speaking of guys that I've kind of been following, like the, this is just what I'm looking at on Instagram. Basically, I'm, I'm kind of going through my Instagram as I do this podcast. I'm not really, but a couple of writers, like I just want to give some special mentions because I said at the start, I'm I'm actually really impressed and I'm I'm really loving where the future of freestyle can go while everybody's taking this break. And a couple of writers that have really stood out to me is another Aussie ripper, Jake May, um, who's from Bundy, not too far from where I used to live, where I come from. Um, so if you follow his account, I've been reposting a lot of his stuff from his account over the last couple of weeks. And it's so good to see young guys out there busting their asses um, and pushing the sport. And Jake, for instance, has basically built every ramp variation there. He's working on so many tricks. And I think when freestyle motocross competitions come back in 2021 with some big tracks and different courses i think he's going to be one of those riders that will turn some heads so it's good to see the guys out there using this time off in a sense for 
a good purpose. The other one that I wanted to mention is actually Navas Petit. Um, is I guess his handle on IG. Uh, Gwilym Navas, the younger of the Navas brothers. More for him, he's just sending this quarter pipe. He's just basically built the quarter pipe. He's built the landing. And he's been putting up kind of like daily progress videos. And the first day's video looked like he was a seasoned veteran on the quarter pipe. It's, he went huge. And then on the third day, it was even bigger. So I can't wait to see what Gwilym Navas can do even in a month or six months or in a year. So he's definitely a guy to look out for. Um, I, obviously, the quarter pipe is something that's really taken off right now in freestyle. And I love it. And he seems to be one of these guys who's just put everything into it. He told me he sold his motocross bike, his two-stroke, his bicycles, all of the money he made from riding those good old circus shows into building the quarter pipe setup. So, yeah, just a a little bit of a, a note for you to keep an eye out on those guys. Speaking of the quarter pipe, um, actually, I want to send a little bit of love in the way of Shane Boyd. Um, if you haven't seen over the past couple of weeks, he had a huge crash. And what was most concerning is he ruptured the artery next to his heart and was bleeding to death. So it took 21 bags of blood being placed in an induced coma, having his spine fused after he fractured it, dislocated it. On top of that, 17 broken ribs a fractured pelvis, collapsed lungs, and fractured C4 and C5 vertebra, the ones that which are in your neck. That's absolutely unbelievable. He must have been so close um, to, yeah, what we don't want to think of. So he's lucky to be alive. And obviously, as an Australian, Shane Boyd has been on the radar for the last... Pff, 20 years, I guess. He's one of the best motocross and supercross racers out of Australia. Uh, He's got his own track, actually, that you can ride at down in Victoria called Park 4 MX. And I actually rode with him once, only once, uh, and I think it was about 2011 or 12 with Shuey and Cam Sinclair. And Sinks took us to this secret spot somewhere near Melbourne where we met Shane Boyd there. My memory's pretty hazy, but it was like a grassed over sand dune area. And I remember just riding there and just watching him scout these jumps that seemed to me to be pretty much impossible. And I definitely didn't bother with most of them because you had to land absolutely perfectly with like one bike length of room. Because if you came up short or over jumped, you were going to break your ankles or wrists. And of course, he was greasing it. Um... So yeah, he's he's such a good rider. Um, and on that day, I was only saved because we couldn't really stay long uh, because it was next to a housing, a housing estate and we didn't really want to draw too much attention to ourselves and have the, the wrong side of the law there. So I was shitting my pants, to be brutally honest. But um, Shane Boyd and Shuey, they were tearing it up and Sinks as well. And I was just watching on. But yeah, I just want to send some... Uh, Good vibes and good thoughts towards Shane Boyd right now after a huge crash, and I hope um, he's getting better and gets better very, very soon. And actually, some really cool news. Uh, I've spoken about this a fair bit. You're probably tired of hearing it already, but I'm not. I'm really loving this. Uh, There's new updates out now on TIMX 
This is Motocross, the mobile game on Android and iOS that you can play for free. Um, and also, finally, with Night of the Jumps, we have released the first two episodes of the E-FMX World Championships. And it's finally out. <laughs> We've kick-started the qualifying rounds. We had 16 of the best riders from all around the world. And that's, for me, kind of a really cool thing that I, I want to see more in comps, to have different riders from different parts of the world and not just seeing the same guys over and over. So in the end, we had Sheeny up against J.O. Archer going head-to-head, -head, the triple flippers. Fred Carrillos from Brazil and Eric Ruiz from Mexico. Massimo Bianconcini and Jose Morales. Uh, we also had, representing the continent of Africa, Dallin Goldman versus Pat Bowden in the first episode. In the second episode, like that was huge from the first one. From the second episode, we had Adam Jones up against Pedro Marino from Spain. Taka Higashino representing Asia up against Javier Viegas from Chile. Michael Malero up against the Czech kid, Matej Cezak. And we said it before, from Finland, Seb Westberg was up against his neighbor, the Russian Nick Ivankov. So it truly is a glo global competition. And I love hearing and having everyone from all around jumping in one place. And everyone's really stoked to be in there. So that's awesome to see. But the episodes which are on the Night of the Jumps Facebook page came out so much better than I thought. We released them live stream. I think it was at 7 o'clock. We might change the time because I know the viewers in Asia and Australia, New Zealand, that area, were definitely missing out because of the time zone differences. So we might just change the times just a little bit for the next episodes as we go forward. But yes, it was on Night of the Jumps Facebook live and we had fans voting to see who goes through to the next round. So we've got the quarterfinals coming up, semifinal, and then the grand final. And I spoke with Ash from Aussie Adrenaline who built the game and he may be able to make something even a little bit more special for the final round. We might even have track updates before then as well in this game. So keep your eyes out for the future with the eSport, which I'm so stoked that Night of the Jumps jumped on, plus FC Moto, who sponsored it from the very start. And not only just with producing the competition with us, but also TIMX as well, plus Team Place, which is an online storage app, which made my life so much easier to get the video from the riders in high definition. And also from Extreme, who have been around for 25 years in Extreme Sports, and they're helping to get the clips out there on their huge social media channels. And I also want to give a big, 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 big shout out to Spect Goggles, who have sent me up something a little bit special as well for my birthday, which was awesome. I mean, we work with them at Night of the Jumps, um, so I didn't expect it, but I've got the new Red Bull Spect Whip Goggles, and I tried them out a couple of weeks ago, and they're fucking great um <laughs> i i haven't actually put the video out yet and I, I didn't realize i even said it in the video um but the first thing i said was something like these are so good the foam is awesome like probably not what they would write in their um in their marketing in the text or something but for me it was just so comfortable 
And I guess that just shows that I'm an old man. Like, I just want comfort, and these goggles are so comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I'll put a link into there. And actually, I will probably do a little giveaway as well from Spect in the next week or so. So, check out the Writer's Lounge podcast Instagram for that as well. All right. Um, so, I kind of went off on a tangent there. Uh, let's get back to TIMX. So, the other news in TIMX, which is really cool is there's some new updates which have just come out and it's with this new ranking system and rewards and you finally get to play on the night of the jumps track for the first time which was only ever open to the pro riders who we gave the password to so finally i know a lot of people have asked what's the password to get into the night of the jumps track i know ash has been bombarded with questions about this and it's finally open. But there is a little twist. You'll need to be a VIP member to play it. It's in the early release before anybody else gets to see it. And it's it's awesome. So what you see in the Night of the Jumps TIMX EFMX World Championship videos, that special track, you can now play it. The other cool thing is this ranking system. And I found out <laughs> I'm at the bottom. But there's basically a 10-tier ranking system starting from a squid, which I am, unfortunately, a rookie, weekend warrior, amateur, CB and A grade, privateer, pro, and then you get to world class. I know some guys are already thinking, yeah, Steve is a squid, so that basically works out perfectly with the style I have on a track. But it comes with all kinds of rewards, including 100% more earnings in the toolboxes, and up to 10,000 weekly gold coins for your salary, uh, which is not to be sneezed at in any game. If any of you guys are avid video game players like I am, um, it's pretty damn good. Basically, you're getting half of the full VIP treatment if you don't want to pay to play. Um, but if you pay for it, then you get the other bonus parts, like let's say the Night of the Jumps track, and well, actually twice as much more weekly salary and you get a hell of a lot of other things which is really cool um, but if you are a free to play player you can still get to that point uh, with a lot of work but something I think that's really cool for the diehard gamers and the squids like me you can either earn it while having fun and playing or you just spend the money and sneak your way up to get your weekly salary now, I'm sure your ears are probably bleeding after listening to all of this. Um, but before I go, I mean, of course, you everybody loves free beer, especially if you're over 18. You have to be over 18. Uh, remember to jump on the Riders Lounge podcast Instagram. That's where I am most of the time, flicking through and seeing who's doing what and what's going down in the world of action sports and motocross. And I'll put the link into the show description on how to enter to win the free mini keg of Rothaus Tannen Zepfler Pills Beer. I love free beer, and as a matter of fact, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I, I had to bleep myself there. I like free stuff in general. But this one is definitely worth it. But more importantly, it really helps to get the word out of the podcast to more like-minded people who are into freestyle motocross. And even if you're into motocross in general or action sports fans, as that's the direction this is going in. 
And I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're like me and you're just a fan of the genre anyway and you want to see it grow. That's all I'm after as well. So if you are able to help out, it's a win-win. If you have the chance of winning some free beer for your troubles, jump on the Instagram, tag a friend that you drink a beer with and let's see if we can grow this thing even bigger. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope Levi Sherwood answers his phone next week and hopefully we can find out what the rubber kid, who in my mind is the most stylish rider in freestyle, has actually been doing if he's really retired, if he really only rode twice this year, or if he's been secretly learning quadruple backflips on his specially built carbon bike and everything else that he's machined in his garage. I don't know. I'm guessing you don't know either, but hopefully we can find out together and I'll try and bring you that interview as soon as possible. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you soon.